Welcome to another episode of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo, always broadcasting from the Zellmark Studios, along with Colleen Daniel and the About Mansfield News Team. Coming up today, it's Mansfield News and weather for the upcoming week. And a little later in the episode, you will have a chance to win a $25 gift card to a local Mansfield eatery with our Mansfield trivia question, courtesy of Joe Jenkins Farmers Insurance. Let's take a look at the stories we're covering this week. Former PTA board member arrested on theft of property charges. City Council and School Board open application process for upcoming elections. 17 MISD students named All-State Musicians. Local Food Pantry seeks your help. We have the seven-day weather forecast. And in the talk segment, Steve concludes his in-studio talk with the new Mansfield Assistant City Manager, Vanessa Ramirez. We are Mansfield's only source for news, talk, and information. This is About Mansfield. I'm Philip Washington, Chief Investment Officer of Stonehill Wealth Management and host of the Wealth Building Made Simple podcast. First book I read in college was Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and it changed my life. And since then, I've read tons and tons of books on money. And what I've done is taken those lessons, simplified them, and I talk about those lessons on my podcast, Wealth Building Made Simple. So come hang out with us. We're on every major platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on YouTube. Wealth Building Made Simple. The housing market is evolving as interest rates rise to meet inflation. Speculation abounds as to what the future may hold. Do you have a trusted advisor? The Roger and Beth team at Century 21 Judge Fight should be your first call in all matters concerning real estate and the market. We specialize in residential real estate for both buyers and sellers. With industry partners across North America, our resources and expertise can turn the home you've been envisioning into a reality. Visit our website at homesinmansfield.com to learn more. That's homesinmansfield.com. Hi, this is Mansfield Chamber of Commerce CEO Lori Williams, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield. Mansfield police arrested 41-year-old Jennifer Medina on Friday for theft of property $2,500 to $30,000 due to missing funds from a PTA account that she allegedly had access to. Medina is a former Roberta Tips Elementary School PTA board member, having served two-year terms as treasurer and then president. Her term as president ended in June of 2022. Current board members noticed the shortage of funds when reconciling the account with the PTA's PayPal account. The exact amount missing is not known at this time, but according to one source, the missing funds are insured. The Tips Elementary PTA has a board meeting on Thursday evening at 6.30 and will address the matter. About Mansfield reached out to Ms. Medina for comment and did not receive a reply. If you're considering running for city council or the MISD School Board of Trustees, the application process is now open for the May 6th ballot. On the city council side, three positions will be on the ballot, places six and seven, currently held by Todd Tenori and Larry Brosh, as well as a special election for place three, which is currently occupied by Mike Lehman, who submitted his resignation earlier this month. There are two seats up for grabs on the school board, placed is six and seven, currently held by Warren Davis and Courtney Lackey Wilson, respectively. Applications for city council can be attained by visiting City Hall during regular business hours, and you can pick up a school board application at the MISD Administration Building on East Broad Street. If you'd like to download a printable PDF copy, we have a link on our website, aboutmansfield.com, 
Just click on the links tab. The deadline to file your paperwork for city council or school board is on Friday, February 17th. There's no fee for filing. Early voting starts April 22nd and election day is Saturday, May 6th. And as we do with every local election, we look forward to interviewing all of the council and school board candidates after the filing deadline. We all know that when it comes to that time in need, that Mansfield residents are the best when it comes to stepping up and providing for the community. And now is actually one of those times. With us on the telephone is Dr. Carmen Harris. She is the executive director at the Mansfield Mission Center. And first of all, Dr. Harris, welcome back to About Mansfield. Thank you. Thank you, Steve. Let's talk about the food bank and uh, some of the empty shelves. How can Mansfield residents get involved? Well, this is an interesting time of year for us. You know, the the holiday season is a really um, great time that people rally together and and do food drives. And this tends to be a season where um, we tend to need a little bit more than uh, than what the food drives have allowed for. And so um, we are are seeking some support from the community. Um, the, The need continues to grow as grocery prices increase. Uh, we have a lot of residents in our community that are needing some help kind of um, filling in the gap. What type of food items are, are needed? Well, we're looking for um, food items uh, that are shelf-stable, so things that um, you would find in a pantry like soups, uh, chili, pasta sauce. Um, we're in really short supply of uh, protein, so things like canned beans, peanut butter, tuna, uh, would be very helpful. And then grains, whole grains in particular, um, rice, brown rice, uh, quinoa, um, things like that, that we can help to provide um, things that would round out a full meal for family. If someone had some food that was in their refrigerator, do you have a way of being able to keep it cool? And We do have uh, space for, for refrigerated items. Um, unfortunately, those are a little more difficult for us to take um, from the broader public. Um, just because we have to be able to certify the temperatures that the that the items were held at, um, so unfortunately we can't take refrigerated items. But other things like um, produce uh, would be extremely helpful for us too. That's something that um, is very difficult for families to be able to afford. So any type of fresh fruit or fresh vegetables um, would would certainly be helpful too. And how can a Mansfield resident donate to the Mansfield Mission Center Food Bank? So our food pantry is situated within inside the thrift store at 703 East Broad Street. Uh, it's a fairly easy process to donate. Our store is open from Monday through Saturday from 10 to 6. And so food donations can actually be dropped off in the same way that, that donation items for our thrift store. Um, around back is a, a loading dock, and our staff and volunteers would be uh, very grateful to be able to welcome you at your car and be able to take those donations there. This community um, is so generous. You know, I think um, for organizations like ours that serve, you know, all of those who who live, work, worship uh, in the in the greater Mansfield area, Mansfield ISD, um, we just, we love the relationships, the partnerships with our local churches, our business community, our school district, who are always so wonderful at rallying around um, the community, you know, during this season. And so, you know, January, February, March, when donations 
for most nonprofits are historically low. Um, this is a time of year that food drives are so beneficial. So we're just, you know, in advance, we just want to say thank you. And um, we have faith that the resources will be provided to meet all of the needs in our community. Once again, the address to donate food items to the Mansfield Mission Center Food Pantry is 703 East Broad Street right here in Mansfield. It's in the back of the Mansfield Mission Center thrift store, and there is a donation center there. We'd like to take a moment to congratulate the 17 Mansfield ISD high school students that were named MISD 2023 TMEA All-State Musicians. These musicians and vocalists represent the best of the best in the state and will perform at the annual Texas Music Educators Association Convention in San Antonio in early February. If you have a comment about the show, you know the good, the bad, the ugly, we take it all. You can reach us by voicemail at 817-435-2938. Again, that's 817-435-2938. Or by email at news at aboutmansfield.com. Again, that email address is news at aboutmansfield.com. Friday, January 20th is National Disc Jockey Day. And of course, a disc jockey or a DJ is a person who plays recorded music either on the radio or at a club or a special event. The first DJ dates back to 1909 when 16-year-old Ray Newby was a student at Harold College of Engineering and Wireless. He played the first records over the airwaves long before the word disc jockey even existed. It wasn't until 25 years later that radio commentator Walter Winchell coined the term disc jockey. National Disc Jockey Day honors the death of Alan Freed, who was an influential disc jockey in the 1950s. He is credited for popularizing the term rock and roll that was used to describe the new genre of music back then. Today, contemporary DJs play music from vinyl to CDs to digital Regardless of the medium they use, the term disc jockey still applies. So this Friday, let's all turn on the radio. I know, who listens to the radio? And tip our hat to the people behind the microphone. Let's head on over to the weather desk where Colleen is behind her microphone with the forecast for the upcoming week. Colleen? Let's take a look at the weather for the next seven days in Mansfield, Texas. We've got two little cold fronts coming through this week that will bring us some spotty showers. The first will come in Tuesday night into Wednesday morning, and the second will come through on Saturday, bringing us much cooler weather for the weekend. We're looking at a warm high of 71 degrees on Wednesday, 60 degrees on Thursday, 63 degrees on Friday, 56 degrees Saturday, 57 degrees Sunday, 62 degrees Monday, and 57 degrees on Tuesday. Coming up after the break, we turn the page to the features section. I'm Dennis Webb, and in today's science segment, we will talk about the science of bungees. At Methodist Mansfield Medical Center, improving the health of our communities is a top priority. We will tell you about an upcoming challenge later in the episode. How do I choose the right realtor for me? I'm Beth Steinke, and thanks to a listener for this question, we are going to explore how to find just the right professional for your next move on the Mansfield Real Estate Report. In this week's Cocktail of the Week segment, I'll be talking about a cocktail that'll have you doing your best Blake Shelton impression. We are Mansfield's only source for news, talk, and information. I'm Colleen Daniel, and this is About Mansfield. No matter your familiarity with buying or selling real estate, having an experienced, trusted advisor on speed dial is priceless. 
The Roger and Beth team of Century 21 Judge Fight is here to be that resource for you. Whether you're buying right here in Mansfield or your dreams are taking you elsewhere, we are ready to help you with turning that vision into a reality. To learn more, visit our website at homesinmansfield.com. That's homesinmansfield.com. At Methodist Health System, every person we treat is a vital part of the communities we call home. Table for two. That's why we're dedicated to exceptional, innovative care. From robotic surgery and advanced oncology to helping you find a healthier path. And hold that pose. Three, two, one. Being there when and where our neighbors need us. The doctor will be right in. That's community. And why so many people trust Methodist. Congratulations to Daniel Collins, who was the first person to email the correct answer to last week's trivia question. In what decade did Mansfield, Texas, become the most populated Mansfield in the United States? According to the U.S. Census Bureau website, Mansfield, Texas overtook Mansfield, Ohio as the nation's most populated city named Mansfield during the 2010s. There are 21 cities named Mansfield in the United States, and the least populated Mansfield can be found in South Dakota with 91 citizens. Daniel has won a $25 gift card to a local Mansfield eatery. When we come back, this week's trivia question, this is about Mansfield. Hey, it's Steve Casillo. I want to take a second to tell you about Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio 3.0. It's where we record and produce the About Mansfield podcast episodes. What started out as an audio-only studio, Podcast Mansfield is now a full-service audio and video recording studio, complete with custom green screen backgrounds, two high-definition cameras, editing, mixing, and mastering capabilities, and we can also help market your podcast. Podcast Mansfield is home to such great locally produced shows, such as Wealth Building Made Simple, we are TPM and Wealth Think Tank Television, just to name a few. So whether you're a hands-on person or just need a place to record your podcast or need advice from concept to completion, Podcast Mansfield is here to help. Conveniently located on Heritage Parkway just off of 287 right here in Mansfield, mention the About Mansfield podcast and you get to record your first episode at no charge. For more information on starting your podcast, or if you're looking for a better place to record, Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio can be found on the internet at podcastmansfield.com. Hi, this is Joe Jenkins with Joe Jenkins Farmers Insurance, specializing in auto, home, commercial, and life insurance. I was born and raised here in Mansfield, Texas. We're active in the community, and Mansfield's a town we really care about. Our office has over 30 years' experience in the insurance industry, and we're passionate about what we do and about customer service. For a free quote, please visit our website at joejenkinsinsurance.com or give us a call at 817-472-6058. Once again, that website is joejenkinsinsurance.com. Hi, I'm Vandella Menifee, professional volunteer. You're listening to About Mansfield. It is time right now for the highly coveted, wildly popular About Mansfield trivia question. If you are the first person to email the correct answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com, you will receive a $25 gift card to a local Mansfield eatery brought to you by Joe Jenkins Insurance. Whether you're looking for homeowners, auto, commercial, or any other type of insurance, Joe has helped Mansfield area residents understand the insurance coverage that best fit their needs since 2010. You can find him on the internet at joejenkinsinsurance.com. Let's get to this week's question, Colleen. Well, Steve, this week's question is, 
Who was the first African American to be elected to the Mansfield City Council? Email your answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com. Again, who was the first African American to be elected to the Mansfield City Council? Good luck, and thanks to Joe Jenkins Insurance for the gift card. This is Randall Kennedy, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield, your audio newspaper. Let's open up the features section. Let's head on over to the science desk where roving science reporter Dennis Webb, well, it's a bit of a stretch, but talks about the science of bungee cords. Dennis? Thank you, Steve. We were putting up Christmas and had a new small artificial tree that needed to go back in its box. They never fit into the box without bulging, and I have used a bungee for years to hold our bigger main tree in its box. I located a bungee in the garage and finished the job. A bit about bungees. A bungee is a section of woven thread and elastic with metal hooks on either end, and it's used to hold things together using elastic force. The two metal hooks can connect to each other, as in constricting the Christmas tree box, but the hooks can independently engage a variety of things like poles or holes in corners of a tarp. Really handy for putting things together temporarily. Bungees are widely used in camping, agriculture, and watercraft from kayaks to sailboats. The more they are stretched, the more force it takes to stretch them, and the more energy is stored in the system. In physics, bungees and springs are modeled by Hooke's Law formulated by British physicist Robert Hooke in the late 1600s. Early scientists were figuring out a lot of this stuff in these years. Anyway, Hooke's law is F equals KX, where F is the force, X is the distance it has been stretched, and K is a constant that describes the performance of the bungee. So force is proportional to the length the system has been stretched out. Stated another way, the further you stretch a bungee, the harder it gets to stretch it more. Anybody who's used a bungee or a spring knows this intuitively, but science allows us to put numbers on this and make useful predictions. Hooke's law is not the final science required to make and understand a bungee. For example, you can't take a normal two-foot bungee and stretch it out to 15 feet. If you tried to, it would break and likely send the broken ends flying away at high speed, a hazard to humans and equipment. Unexpected release of a bungee's stored energy, particularly if it involves one of the metal hook ends, is very hazardous. People have literally lost an eye in bungee accidents. So, go slowly and deliberately when stretching and placing a bungee. Car people probably have runaway spring stories that are similar. This additional science needed is material science along with manufacturing ingenuity. You could make a bungee that stretches from 2 feet to 15 feet, but it would be a lot more expensive and we're all used to the shorter stretch bungees. Part of the material science is using materials that will be able to stretch a useful distance and be durable in the environment they are to be used. They also need to last long enough to be useful. From a little research, common bungees tolerate water and moisture very well. The elastic, usually latex, and the woven fiber sheath, a variety of materials, are vulnerable to extended exposure to the sun's ultraviolet radiation and any environmental heat. It works great for temporary things outdoors, but not permanent use. I learned this firsthand on this project. So, packing the Christmas tree box. The closest bungees were on my back porch stretched across the back of a six-foot stepladder. This configuration was a legacy of my years of camping to do astronomy, though I have not camped in years. I select a bungee the right length, but something is wrong. It's really weak, the elastic is dead, and a strange dust emanates as it is stretched. 
ick. All four bungees on the ladder have this problem, and I throw them in the trash. I knew leaving them on the ladder on the back porch was a bad idea, but you know how months pass, and hey, I was busy last year. I knew that I had a standard tangle of other bungees in the garage and puzzled one free, and it works. Tangles are the standard form for a pile of unused bungees. I hate tangles of wires and bungees, but this was why storing bungees on the back of a ladder was so handy. I wondered if bungees had a lifetime. Researching, in maritime applications, they are thought to have a lifetime of three to five years, though you're supposed to inspect them before each use. Counting on my fingers, I figure out most of my bungees are 30 years old. I bought them in the 1990s to hold tarps around big telescopes and piles of equipment out in the boonies for astronomy. They mostly still work, as they spent most of those 30 years piled in the garage, safe from the sun's light. Thinking back, I have retired a few several years ago, as with repeated use outdoors, their stretchiness weakened. As they are inexpensive, I bought a plastic tube of tangled new bungees, and will throw away the old ones, even though they, they bring back memories. Oh, a quick COVID-19 update. Recently, Tarrant County Public Health upgraded our community level to high. This particular indicator is based on how the epidemic is affecting the hospitals. Recently, the percentage of hospital beds occupied by COVID patients increased from 2% to over 6%. It is not a crisis as we do not appear to be in a spike of new cases. Still, the county recommends all eligible citizens get vaccinated, and I am back to trying to wear a mask when I go out. If you have any science questions for me to answer here, send an email to info at aboutmansfield.com. From the Science Desk at About Mansfield, I'm Dennis Webb. Angel Biasati is here with a challenge for you and your family in today's Methodist Mansfield News to Know. Angel? Methodist Mansfield Medical Center has joined forces with the City of Mansfield for the Grow For It Mansfield Challenge. I have Mansfield Parks and Rec and back with me. And please tell us about this new challenge and new outlook on life. We are so excited to be offering the Grow For It Challenge, which is the first of a series of events we're planning this year, um, focusing on how residents can grow stronger, healthier, happier bodies and families um, with a variety of events and contests. For January, we're asking residents to log their physical activity Uh, working towards a goal of 30 minutes a day, five days a week, which averages out to 10 hours for the month. Everybody who completes that challenge by logging their hours on our website will earn a t-shirt and an exclusive pin and a really fun goodie bag. Then as part of the challenge, we also have free fitness events every Saturday this month. We've had an open house at the MAC with lots of different class options or the Winter Walk 5K Fun Run which had over 300 participants walking Rose Park. And upcoming, we still have coat yoga, which will be yoga outdoors at Oliver Nature Park. But in case it's a little chilly, we're inviting you to wear a jacket. And we've even got some fun prizes for the most creative winter weather. And uh, we're wrapping it up with a plogging challenge, which plogging, if you have not heard of it, is a unique game where you pick up litter 
while jogging. So that's where the plogging comes from. Um, and so we're partnering with the Environmental Services Department, and we're going to give people kits to pick up litter and then see who can pick up the most litter on their walk through a park or their own neighborhood. Um, and again, we've got fun prizes for all of those. Uh, just lots of different ways to get the whole family involved and add some variety to encourage people to get active and make this the best year ever. And how can people sign up for these challenges and events? We have all the information on our website, mansfieldparks.com. Once you go to the website, there's a bright green button that says Grow For It Challenge. Uh, click right there, and it's got all the information. Um, all of our free events do have registration just so we can plan. So there's links to sign up for the events, links to sign up for the challenge, and the links to log your fitness activity and all the other information you might need to know. Thank you, Anne, for helping people get healthier and for hosting this challenge. Reporting for the About Mansfield podcast, I'm Angel Biasati with Methodist Mansfield News to Know. Realtor Beth Steinke is here with tips on finding the right realtor for you in the Mansfield real estate market update. Beth? This question came from listener Scott who asked, You've covered interview questions for finding a realtor previously on the podcast, but how do I find the one that is right for me? It may be a universal truth that everyone knows a real estate agent, or two, or more. How then do you make the best decision for your next move, especially considering that one of those realtors might be your Aunt Sally? First, I'll give you the official by-the-book answer. When choosing a realtor, it's important to find someone who is experienced and knowledgeable about the local real estate market. You should also look for a realtor who is responsive and easy to communicate with, as they will be your main point of contact throughout the buying and selling process. It's also helpful to ask for referrals from friends and family members who have recently bought or sold a home or to read online reviews of the realtors in your area. Additionally, you may want to interview a few realtors to find the one that you feel most comfortable working with. And now for the rest of the story. So what does most comfortable really mean? The truth may boil down to a gut feeling that you can handle working closely with this person for the next 60 to 90 days. Do they put you at ease? Do they seem like they can handle whatever is thrown at them? They will be your guide through a stressful season of life. Are you ready to turn over your fate to them for the next three months? Will they make the process as stress-free as possible with a side of laughter and fun? Not too much fun though. We need them to be able to do the hard stuff too, like negotiate like their life depends on it and like your money depends on it too. If any part of you says, I'm just not sure, then that's a good reason to interview someone else. You should hire a realtor just like you would anyone needed to handle a major life event. You want competence, but you also want compassion. You want market knowledge, but you also want someone who is thoughtful and kind. Are they client-focused? or agent-focused. In a world where everyone is on social media, this should be pretty easy to ascertain. Sometimes we will see sellers make a decision to hire a specific realtor because they told them their house was worth more than all the other agents did, even if they're wrong. In this case, you probably have either an inexperienced agent, or someone who's outside of their geographic expertise, or someone is, as we say in the business, buying the listing, only to ask for a price reduction from the seller shortly after listing it for sale. Probably the most important question, and one that is rarely asked at listing appointments, believe it or not, is how many homes have you sold this year or last year? For very good reason, I'm not suggesting you ask how many years have you been in the business. There are actually zero requirements for a realtor to actually sell houses to remain licensed indefinitely. 
So the question is, how many houses did you sell? The National Association of Realtors said in their profile of Texas Realtors that over 60% sold less than 10 houses in 2021. And in fact, over 40% sold less than five. Folks, those realtors are not experts in their field. You'll have to decide for yourself what volume of experience you think is right for your needs. You might find that it's one person juggling 60 to 70 deals a year, or it might be a small team doing 50 deals a year. You might find it to be a large team doing 120 plus deals a year. You get to decide what level of experience and service you want and how these business models might impact that expectation. Lastly, I'll say friends and family referrals are important, but go one step further. Ask them why they liked working with that agent so much. You might be surprised when you get answers like, oh, I've never used them, but I go to fill in the blank here church, school, gym, etc., with them and they seem nice. Or, I've seen them on Facebook a lot. Or even, I heard her on a podcast, although I quite like that one, none of which are superb reasons to warrant an interview. There are many terrific realtors here in Mansfield, in DFW, and beyond. And I'm lucky that I get to work with and associate with many of them. I would be delighted to provide you with a referral to a phenomenal agent wherever you might be moving. Now let's get to this week's Mansfield Real Estate Market Update. As of January 16th, there are 98 active and available homes for sale in Mansfield, excluding new construction. Homes this week range from a $130,000 fixer-upper on over half an acre, with the list topping out at $1.9 million for a 7,000-square-foot home on two and a half acres. Well, when you think about 98 listings on the market for a community of nearly 80,000 people, that is remarkably low and definitely indicating a strong seller's market. December numbers have been released and it's an interesting grab bag of real estate goodness. The most exciting news to report is that the median sales price from December 2021 to December 2022 is up over 26% in Mansfield. That means if you bought your home in 2021, you still have equity growth despite what the news is telling you. The majority of homes sold in December were between $500,000 and $750,000. Active listings are definitely higher year over year, and we currently have 2.4 months of inventory left to sell. Days on market average 127 days from listing date to closing date. They are taking about 45 days longer than they did last year to close. Days on market average 127 days from the listing date to the closing date, taking about 45 days longer than it did last year. What's on your mind? Send me a message at info at aboutmansfield.com. For the About Mansfield podcast, I'm Beth Steinke with Century 21 Judge Fight. Shaken or stirred, either way, you know it's going to be good, as Brian Certain serves up a taste of Spain with a twist, of course, in the cocktail of the week. Brian. This week's cocktail of the week is the sparkling pomegranate cranberry sangria. Today I'm continuing my short series on elevated cocktails for the new year. And as I've covered before, doing a batch cocktail like this one allows you as the host to enjoy your party a little more since you're not stuck behind the bar making individual cocktails. But as always, don't worry about taking notes, and I'll be giving out all the instructions and ingredients and posting them on bourbongospel.com. So this week's cocktail of the week is the sparkling pomegranate cranberry sangria. You're going to need two bottles of Prosecco or Spanish Cava or a lesser expensive champagne. 
you're going to need a small 375 milliliter of triple sec or Grand Marnier. You need two cans of the pomegranate and orange San Pellegrino. You're going to need one small bottle of ginger beer. My personal preference is Q ginger beer. You need two cans of soda water. Q makes a great soda water as well. One quarter cup of pressed 100% cranberry juice. This is the very concentrated cranberry juice. If you're using cranberry cocktail, double this measurement. So instead of one quarter cup, use one half cup. For fruit, for garnish, you're going to need a pomegranate. You're going to need two oranges, a bag of fresh cranberries, and fresh rosemary. Directions. Add the Prosecco and the Grand Marnier to a large beverage dispenser, much like an iced tea jar. Add the San Pellegrino, the ginger beer, the cranberry juice, and the soda water. I like my sangria not too sweet, but if you prefer sweeter drinks, you may want to add more San Pellegrino and less cranberry juice and soda water. Make sure to taste, as always, and stir as you go. You're going to squeeze and slice one orange into the mixture, stir and taste, slice the other orange into rounds to float on top as a garnish. Then you're going to add the cranberries, the inner of the pomegranate or the aerials, and the rosemary sprigs to the beverage dispenser as a garnish. Once the party starts, pour the sangria into wine glasses, garnish with a few cranberries, the aerials from the pomegranate, and a sprig of rosemary and enjoy. You've really created an upscale sangria for your holiday celebration. As always, I'm interested to hear your take and your input. You can reach me at bourbongospel at gmail.com. And until next week, as Mark Twain said, too much of anything is bad, but too much whiskey is barely enough. Reporting for the About Mansfield podcast, I'm Brian Certain. Hi, I'm Corinne Fiagami, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to another segment of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo as we make the transition from news to talk. Today, we continue our conversation with the brand new assistant city manager, Vanessa Ramirez. We'll talk about her days in Odessa, Texas, shoes, the future of art in Mansfield, and of course, the ever-popular lightning round. Enjoy. Okay, before we get into coming to Mansfield, um, because I know that some of our city council had actually gone out to Odessa. Yes. To do a little uh, reconnaissance and, and <laughs> what can we find out about Odessa? What can we bring back with us yes. aside from a new assistant city manager? What was it um, about Odessa that... Uh, Maybe some of the things that that uh, that are in Odessa that that you think might be a good fit here in Mansfield. So some of the things that when uh, some of the council members went down is we showed them and I showed them the um, I was a part of a public private partnership mm-hmm. and we built a hotel conference center in our downtown area and so we brought a conference center with a Marriott. That is attached to it. Oh, nice. And then as a part of that, we also have an attached, we rehabilitated a um, historic theater. And so it's one, I mean, it's a very unique facility because you have everything right there. You have a hotel, conference center, and you also have a theater that you can do shows at. um, And and we actually, it's a multi-use theater. So 
before it it just used to show movies. Yeah. And when we um, renovated it, now it does um, movies as well as plays, comedy shows, concerts, things of that sort. And so it's all interconnected. Um, so you can literally walk in one end of the hotel and you can walk all the way down and end up in the theater. And not have to leave, and not, not have, have to, to go, go outside, outside and... and and battle the haboob. The haboob, exactly, no. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we also did, uh, across the street from that, we um, used economic development to um, bring a torchies into the city. And um, we also showed them, I showed them some of the artwork that we have. We implemented a percentage for the arts program mm -hmm. in Odessa. And so a part, a percentage of all of our capital projects gets set aside to implement uh, public art in our projects. So. Love, we love, love, love public art. Yes. And um, and the more live music, the better. Yes. In the seven years. So that would probably be the, uh, the, the biggest project that took place during your tenure of seven years, the, the, the public partnership. Yes. And with that took, I, it started actually as soon as I got there. I want to say it started... Um, in 2015, and we opened the facilities in 2019. How does a city go about, let's go back to public art, um, in terms of, in terms of murals, in terms of, uh, statues and, and, uh, and public display, how does a city go about, uh, creating a program like that? Obviously I can't just go out with a paintbrush and, and, Start right. <laughs> start, uh, you know. Hey, it, it's a mural. No, yes. it's not. It's graffiti. <laughs> um, so, ha and, and really, it's kind of a fine line between graffiti right. and, and and murals. Yes. Uh, how does the city go about starting a, a program like that? So we partnered with our um, arts commission uh, in the local community, mm -hmm. and really, once we implemented the percentage for the arts, which was done through ordinance, um, council approved an ordinance to allow us to set aside. Uh, 1% of all of our capital projects um, over a certain amount. So I believe it's over $250,000. We set aside about 1% uh, for artwork. And then we partner with our um, arts commission. And what they do is they actually put out a request for artists to submit um, proposals of what they feel they can accomplish within that budget mm -hmm. and then give us examples of what that looks like. Um, then the commission along with city staff form a committee and we will go through and we'll vet all of those proposals, see what we feel may be the best two or three options and then bring those to council to have them decide what, you know, they, they feel is best for the area. And then around Odessa though. So there are statues and there are, there are statues. We have murals, um, mm -hmm. in our fire stations, our most recent one, we put in stained glass. Wonderful. Yes. So it's really pretty at night with the light shining. Mm -hmm. Oh, I bet when the uh, when the 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 lights are going on the fire truck, it, yes, it yeah, probably have a really nice effect on the stained glass. Yes, absolutely. Okay, and uh, so our deputy city manager uh, Shelley Lanners j just retired. In fact, Shelley was a guest here uh, on about Mansfield about. Two months ago. Mm -hmm. In fact, she announced her retirement right here on the podcast. Oh, okay. <laughs> she goes, oh, by the way, you know I'm retiring. I'm like, what? Uh, you can't do that. And so those are part of the shoes that you're filling, correct? Yes. Is part. And I don't, I mean, those are big shoes to fill. I mean, I don't know that I can 
ever actually fill her shoes, but yeah. the goal is just to continue to provide the same level of support to um, the departments that she was providing support to. Okay, and so yeah, yeah I was gonna I was gonna mention that. So between you and and Troy Listina, who has been promoted to deputy city manager, and and so are your uh, are your duties equal then you and Troy? No, uh, we we will provide support to different um, departments within the city. And so Troy, as deputy city manager, um, basically whenever or if there ever comes a time that um, Joe, the city manager, has to be absent for some reason, Joe is the second person in, in line to make sure. I mean, we have a... Um, we now it, it provides the um, the city and the employees of the city a good structure and of, of who to go to in the event that Joe isn't there. How's your first three weeks going? So far, so good. I'm still taking everything in. Yes, getting to know everybody, getting to to know all the departments, and seeing what what they're working on and how I can help. And how you can help? Uh, <laughs> have you? Do you have a little laundry list of things that were in Odessa that you think might be good for Mansfield? Absolutely. I mean, I think that bringing a um, a public-private partnership here to give us a facility like a conference center, a hotel, something along those mm -hmm. sorts would be exceptional. I think it would do really well here. Okay. Yeah. I know that I had seen on one of the pr prior council meetings, they were also looking into doing percentage for the arts program. So I think that would be also, I mean, a really big hit. Right. I think they, uh, well, there was a, there was a survey that the uh, city arts department uh, mm -hmm. had, had uh, conducted amongst the city uh, residents. And, um, and now they're doing surveys on, uh, to, to be a little more specific on the future of art mm -hmm. in Mansfield. Yeah. And yeah, it's coming. It's coming. It, it's, yeah. Who knows when, but it's coming. Hopefully soon. Uh, do you have a favorite restaurant so far? You've only been here three weeks. But... Not yet. I've been, you know, I've been asking people for recommendations on where to go. I, I'm a vegetarian, so. Okay. Yes. I've yeah. been a vegetarian now for almost 12 years. So I would say the first maybe two years, it was difficult for me to maneuver restaurants or eating out, things of that sort. Now I'm, I've gotten pretty creative. I can always find something on the menu of any restaurant that I can eat. Uh, Vanessa Ramirez, what inspires you? Um, I think it's just the opportunity to learn new things. What have you learned recently? I have learned that um, tenacity and resilience are probably two of my greatest uh, assets. So, yeah. Never give up. Never give up. What's the last movie you saw? The last movie that I saw was... Um, Mm, I'd have to say it was uh, Wakanda Forever. That's the last movie I saw. Yes. Yes, it was a great movie. I, and, and it's funny because as you paused thinking, what was the last movie? I had to pause too. It's <laughs> like, wait. And, and it was during the Christmas break. Yes. Um, that it was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. When you mentioned it, it was like, yes. yeah. Um, yes. Okay. And uh, if you were to get in your car right now, would you be listening to music or talk? I would be listening to music. And what, what are you jamming on? So I, I normally just turn, I have a Spotify and I turn it on to whatever the newest um, mix is. And so, but I think that this morning I was listening, I, I go to the gym in the mornings before work. And so as I was running, I was listening to the mix of the 2000s. 
So it has quite a bit of upbeat, but older artists, older songs. Oh my gosh. <laughs> songs from 2000 are the older. <laughs> uh, songs from the 60s are older. <laughs> give you an idea. Of, yeah. Um, give you an idea of, of how old I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, any... Um, I'll give you an, an opportunity to hear the, the microphone is yours. Any shout outs that you want to give, whether it's to family, friends, people back in Odessa or new people that you've met here in Mansfield, uh, any, sure. any shout outs? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I think, again, I, I don't know that I would be here without um, the support that I've gotten from, you know, I think my city management team over in Odessa. I mean, they... They gave me an opportunity to work on those big projects that really gave me the experience mm-hmm. that I can bring with me now. So um, my prior city manager, uh, Michael Marrero, and um, assistant city manager, Cindy Muncy. Um, and then, of course, Joe here for taking a chance on on bringing me. And, and you know, the, the leadership team here has been great so far. I mean, Troy and Joe and Matt, they've all been very welcoming, um, you know, having come from and to an area where I really don't know anyone and just uprooting, they've made it already very welcoming and, and a place that I know I'm going to, I'm going to call home. Yeah. And then of course my parents, my parents and my sister, I mean, they are without a doubt uh, my biggest supporters and my biggest cheerleaders. So even when I hesitate and, you know, don't know whether I can do it, they're always behind me telling me that I can. So. Vanessa Ramirez, what's your favorite ice cream? (laughs) Um, I would have to say it's uh, Caramel Delight. Caramel Delight. Yes. By um, any p- particular yes, manufacturer? Uh, Dryers. Dryers. Yes. Dryers is, that was my favorite when I lived in California. Oh, really? And I rarely see dryers out here in, in Texas. Really? It's, well, oh. you know, we're in the land yeah. of Bluebell. Yes, of course. But yes. Um, dryers, yes. yes. I'll tell you a quick story. When I worked in talk radio in San Diego, we used to have the spokesperson for dryers come on the talk show once a year. And he was not only the spokesperson, but he was the official taste tester for dryers. Oh, wow. He would show up in a white lab coat <sighs> with his gold-plated spoon, and his uh, he would uh, mention that his his tongue, his palate was insured for a million dollars by Lloyds of London. <laughs> and this is how serious they take. Mm-hmm. Well, no, maybe he was just the PR guy. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, dry. and then he would show up with like 10 or 12 gallons of, of dryer's oh, wow. ice cream. What a that, job. Oh, yeah, that we would share with <laughs> the newsroom and the talk staff yes. and, and, and everybody. But uh, that's how I was introduced to Dryer's Ice Cream. And, and because of this, I became very loyal. Pe- you know, people, you mentioned, oh. you, you become loyal to Apple once yes. you, I became very loyal to Dryer's until we moved to Texas. And Aww. it's like, oh, there's this brand called Bluebell everybody keeps talking about. Yes. And yeah. So Caramel Delight, Delight mm-hmm. by Dryer's. Yes. Everyone who sits in that chair goes through what's called the lightning round. Okay. And if you're ready, uh, <laughs> lightning round is a very simple exercise of this or that. It gives the the listening audience an inside view of who Vanessa Ramirez is. Okay. 
I'm ready. You're ready. I'm ready. Okay. Night or day? Day. Walking or running? Running. Netflix or movie theater? Netflix. What are you watching recently on Netflix? Oh, mm, you know, I on Netflix, I use that as my outlet. So I watch those shows that are so cheesy and I was watching Love is Blind. Okay. <laughs> do you have Hulu as well? I do have Hulu. Uh, my, uh, my son turned us onto this. Uh, um, what... Uh, what we do in the shadows. Oh, okay. If were you ever uh, a fan of The Office? Yes. Okay, so think of uh, The Office. So where you've got these little cutaways, people are talking to the camera, right? Mm-hmm. Think of The Office. Only the characters are vampires. Oh. <laughs> it is absolutely hilarious. Oh, I have to check it out. All right, <laughs> what we do in the shadows. All right, moving on. Car or truck? Truck. City or country? You know, country. Country. Yes. Classic art or modern art? Classic art. Pancakes or waffles? Waffles. <laughs> Summer or winter? Winter. Laundry or dishes? Oh, neither. <laughs> <laughs> but if I had to choose one, laundry, probably laundry. And finally, sunrise or sunset? Sunset. And what's your favorite ice cream? Dryer's Caramel Delight. You are consistent. <laughs> I am. Assistant city manager, Vanessa Ramirez. Uh, again, welcome to Mansfield. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. We appreciate your time and thanks for being on About Mansfield. Thanks for having me. Coming up next week on About Mansfield, we will talk in studio with yet another outstanding Mansfield resident, and you will just have to tune in to find out who it is. As always, this is the place where you will hear the latest Mansfield news, sports, and weather. Until then, don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, share, love, or support this podcast if you haven't already, so you never miss an episode. It's free and it's easy. Head on over to our website, aboutmansfield.com, right there on the homepage. Enter your email address. We will never send you any spam. We promise. About Mansfield is recorded at Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. Hosts, Steve Casillo and Colleen Daniel. Moment with the Mayor feature, Michael Evans. Science reporter, Dennis Webb. Sports, Jonathan Dodd. Methodist Mansfield News to Know, Angel Biasati, Mansfield Real Estate Market Update, Beth Steinke, Cocktail of the Week, Brian Certain, Post-Production Editing, Mixing, and Mastering, Steve Casillo and Jonathan Dodd. This podcast is copyrighted by Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio for the private use of our audience. Any use of this podcast without written consent is prohibited. We thank you all for listening. On behalf of the entire news team, I'm Steve Casillo, and this is about Mansfield.